0: Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to the first edition of the On the Pony Express podcast of 2023. Thank you for being here. Uh, Thank you for subscribing to us at On3. We are now into year two of being at On3. It's been a heck of a year, my favorite year uh, covering SMU pretty much um, throughout my time uh, as a student and now uh, as a journalist covering the team. Uh, had a coaching change in basketball. We had a coaching search to cover in that regard. We've had the full first year of Rhett Lashley at the home at the uh, helm of the Mustangs, and and they went uh, bowling. So we've had NIL, we've had transfer portal, we've got a lot of things to cover, and it's been the best because I've been at on three, uh, being able to do it, do that, and really prioritize the stuff that you guys want to read about, uh, which is for the most part transfer scoop, recruiting scoop, team scoop. All of those good things. Um, and hopefully in 2023, we get even better. I know we will. Um, and a large part of that will be uh, this podcast as well. I'm really hoping to uh, blow this thing out of the water in 2023 for you guys. Uh, really start doing some things with guests. Uh, maybe doing some live shows. Uh, and, and getting you guys more involved, the listeners. So, uh, appreciate all of you guys who have subscribed to On The Pony Express in our first year. Appreciate you guys who have been there from the beginning those who joined us in the middle, uh, and those who will uh, join us in the years to come at On3. So thank you guys for jumping on board. You can subscribe now to the site at ontheponyexpress.com, $10 a month. Uh, Let's jump in here. Since we last spoke, we were going into the new year. uh, SMU had a lot of key transfers set to visit campus and also uh, some targets that were nearing decisions. And now we have three new transfer commitments to talk about for SMU football. Uh, SMU basketball is uh, cratering right now. So we're going to spend the large part of this podcast uh, talking about uh, football and kind of what's next, because this is move-in weekend as well for these guys. So we're seeing the early enrollees come to campus uh, for uh, the high school side of things, as well as pretty much all the mid-year guys uh, from the transfer portal uh, will be here. So Um, A lot to get to on this podcast. I do want to work from the oldest news and uh, get to uh, the newest news. Uh, So we'll work in that order. And we lead off with a huge position of need still is the corner and safety department. Well, SMU added Chris Megenson to the the transfer list. Um, He committed to the Mustangs on January 7th. He had offers from Kansas, uh, Cincinnati, Indiana, Wake Forest, and plenty of others. 2022, he notched 33 tackles, six pass breakups, and a forced fumble. Uh, he had 21 tackles, a tackle for loss, and five pass breakups uh, when Scott Simons was at the helm of him uh, of him his defense in 2021. In 2020, he broke out uh, as a uh, key player for Simons. 30 tackles, a pick, and a pass breakup in 11 games. So he's played a lot of football at Liberty. Uh, he's somebody that steps right in um, and, and will be. Somebody that I think you can count on in a big way if you're SMU. I mean, he's somebody that has been silently committed for quite some time uh, and now is headed to SMU. I think he's going to bring um, more size to that cornerback room. Uh, I think there's a chance he could play elsewhere in the secondary. But I do feel like with Chris Megginson now on board, uh, he can really challenge um, along with Charles Woods, anyone in the secondary uh, to be that starting corner. Uh, you look at what SMU is going to bring back with guys like Jahari Rogers, uh, Kavaris Hall, Bryce McMorris in the secondary, uh, A.J. Davis, uh, who played a little bit down the stretch. How that corner room works out is going to be very, very interesting um, because SMU has brought in so much talent at the corner position. They're not done, uh, and I, and I feel like this is a position where, now that you have a guy like Charles Woods, now that you have a guy like Chris Meginson back there at the corner position, uh, this this whole room just it, it's it's night and day. It really, really is. Um, they've added their their third uh, Liberty flame with um, uh, Rocket Rahimi committing. We'll get to him in a second. He's a big pickup for the safety room. But with Chris Meginson, he's a, he's another corner that brings size on the outside. Charles Woods is very similar in that respect. They need to get bigger. They need to get tougher. And I think they've done that. Uh, they've still got a couple targets out there, still in the secondary. And we'll touch on those. We'll touch on another that, that went elsewhere. But, you know, this is now a room that when Scott Simon spoke with us um, early on, he said, I want to be able to rotate four guys, you know, have a true two deep where there's no drop off. And at times this past year, uh, there was certainly a drop off. We know the secondary got a little bit better. They had shown that they were able to improve and it was just consistently just not good enough. But there were times where you said, okay, this room has learned what they're trying to teach, what they're trying to accomplish. You saw AJ Davis get developed enough to play down the stretch. Um, you saw, uh, uh, Sam Westfall kind of takes some steps forward. It wasn't great. I'm not saying I'm not trying to say that. But now this is a room that you sit there and say, OK, you've got Charles Woods. Uh, you have Chris Meginson. Those are probably your one and two uh, guys. Those are your starters. But you also have Jahari Rogers. You also have A.J. Davis coming up. Uh, Kavaris Hall is still in the mix there. Um, those are players that can still contribute at the corner position, and who knows, maybe they add another. Um, we dropped some notes at OnThePonyExpress.com about who's still out there, who could still get into the mix um, at the corner position for SMU. So go ahead, check that out. Um, one name uh, before we get to Rocket Rahimi committing uh, to SMU, uh, Kobe Miner was somebody that uh, we broke on the site that he was on campus for a visit, uh, the Texas Tech transfer from Lake Dallas, and I think he was one where... Uh, twofold here he ends up going Big Ten and going to Indiana so I mean kudos to him he gets to play in the Big Ten Um, but with Rocket Rahimi jumping on board they wanted to get somebody with his ability and there was a chance and we'll kind of give you some of the backstory here on Rocket um, but there was a chance that Rocket Rahimi was not going to end up at SMU and he was certainly somebody that um, had plenty of interest. He had Arizona State, Kansas, Kansas State, and West Virginia offers. And Kansas State really made it difficult on SMU. I can tell you that much. Um, Rocco Rahimi, 6'1", 190 uh, safety that comes to campus now after notching five. Count them, five interceptions uh, for the Flames in 2022. He had 56 tackles, one and a half tackles for loss, and a fumble recovery as well. He is coming for his final year of eligibility, so he's a one-year fix. Kobe Miner, the Texas Tech transfer safety, would have been a multi-year guy, but hadn't really played, hadn't really broken through, had done some good things here and there for the Red Raiders, but it just wasn't enough to, to really break through. Well, SMU, I can tell you what, did a terrific job recruiting Rocket Rahimi. He's a California guy. Ricky Hunley recruited him out of Mission Viejo all the way back. Um, before he went to Saddleback uh, Community College uh, for two years before joining Liberty in 2021. So he's a super, super COVID kid, basically, um, that's coming to SMU. Those relationships panned out, but I will say this, and and I've said this for a while now, the NIL collective, uh, especially Pony Sports DTX, is playing a massive role here for SMU. Um, They're doing a terrific job. They're, you know, quite frankly, just putting SMU on, I would say, very uh, equal footing for a lot of Power 5 programs that SMU should be competing with on a regular basis for prospects and players. And this this year, this cycle uh, of transfers is, is a prime example. And Rocket was a guy that, you know, it was kind of a battle for. When you look at the safety room for SMU, they have – Amad Moses, who's an up and coming guy, who looks like he's going to be a great safety for SMU, in my opinion. Brian Massey, you got to get more out of Brandon Crosley's your nickel, so a little different there. Um, and, and they they you know have added um, you know Raka Rahimi now to this mix, uh, as well as Jonathan McGill. And those two guys right there are ones that I would kind of say those are your starters. Those are the ones that you've got to circle. Um, and we haven't even talked about C.J. Sanders. The Fresno State defensive back, because he's somebody that is probably going to be either corner, um, maybe nickel, maybe safety. He can probably play all over. He's told the SMU coaches, just get me on the field. That's where he wants to play, which I think is awesome and, and says a lot about what they're getting in the new Caney, Texas native um, when he gets to campus. But Rocket, Rocket really solidifies this room. We saw what Nick Roberts could do um, as far as a veteran safety coming in and providing a sense of juice, um, physicality. and I think Rocket does that uh, for the safety room. And it helps continue to lead guys like Ahmad Moses, um, someone who's still very young, and as well as Brian Massey. Coming off a tough year, you know, Rocket has been through it all. He had to go JUCO. Uh, he pl- played through a coaching change. Uh, he's had his ups, had his downs, but he's coming off a great year. Somebody that knows... Uh, Scott Simon's defense that can really kind of set the tone for this group, um, and they still have Brandon Crosley in there in that nickel role as well, who's going to be battling. So this secondary is just off the wall, um, night and day different uh, than what uh, the the group was when we ended the season. It, there are a lot of new names in there, and there are a lot of guys that are also returning that are that are ready to battle for for playing time too, and 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 kind of that next step. You know, Kavars Hall wants to bounce back here. Uh, A.J. Davis wants to continue to improve. Mod Moses, same story. There are pieces now to this secondary that you kind of look around, and, at least on paper, you say, wow, this is different. This is a group that they can really compete with. You saw what Nick Roberts brought in. He, I think he was the most proven. He was the one that made a ton of sense. Kavaris Hall uh, came in uh, and and nicked up here there, but also was was kind of trying to get in the groove of things. And I think he kind of struggled um, to find his way this year. We'll see if he can break through, um, but he's certainly got some size to him and, and he's got some nasty to him. It just didn't work out too well for him this year. Um, Bryce McMorris comes back into the fold. we will be interesting to see where he plays. I bet you he's somebody that can move around. Um, but when you go back and you look at the transfers that they brought in at the, at the second in the secondary last year, um, we're talking about Nick Roberts. We're talking about Chris Adamora, who – big big safety. I mean, he is huge. He's hulking back there. Um I'm not so sure that was, you know, in the end probably a great fit. Um will he get a chance to uh to shine and maybe make a move uh to another position even when you look at it in uh this upcoming season, that would be something to watch uh in the spring if we're kind of looking ahead just a little bit there. Um they they brought in Kavaris Hall like I mentioned. You look at who they brought in this cycle, all proven. Uh, I mean, you've got a captain at Stanford. You've got a two-year starter in CJ Stan- Sanders at Fresno State. Um, you have uh, starters in Rocket Rahimi and Chris Meganson, both who've gotten it done in the defense that you're you're teaching and you're coaching. And Charles Woods, when healthy, is a very very good defensive back who's a preseason All Big Twelve selection. So it's night and day between what they're bringing in and what they brought in um, last year in the secondary. I think SMU secondary is poised to take a big step up. The pass rush needs to continue to improve and get better. They have some pieces there that suggest that that can happen. But the biggest reason why the pass rush will get better is SMU's commitment to adding on the set, on the back end in the secondary, high quality transfers. My guess is they're not done, but this secondary haul is about as good as you're going to see in the country um, when it comes to. Um, you know, looking around and and trying to find teams that have truly reshaped their secondary. Um, Honestly, LSU comes to mind. They've gotten some better talent um, here and there in terms of top-end guys. But when you look around the country, um, SMU has done it really, really well uh, with some players that were highly sought after as well. So kudos to the entire staff on what they brought in to the secondary. Now, SMU did bring in uh, this latest transfer, and this is one of those uh, commitments that you'll probably remember if you're an SMU fan. Uh, down the line, it's going to be either for good or bad because he's a boom or bust guy, in my opinion. But Texas A&M offensive line transfer P.J. Williams committed to SMU. Uh, his counsel, Kobe Debose uh, of Debose Defense, confirmed in a statement uh, the top 100 prospect in the 2022 recruiting class has plenty of upside. We've talked about him a lot on the podcast. Now he's committed to SMU. He's in a diversion program which if he follows all those steps over however long the uh program is, uh the um uh, the police department will not uh file charges against him for an arrest uh relating to a marijuana possession charge uh back in I believe October, October. Um and and I and I think this is one a a great win for pj williams this is not this is i think a situation where you obviously made a mistake uh what could have been a huge mistake if you let it and if he keeps his nose clean and and does all the things he needs to do he's going to show that it was a mistake and he was young and and made and you know made that mistake he's done a lot of things already um you know, in terms of what they want him to do in that diversion program. Uh, And it's just beginning. So um, the Brazos County District Attorney's Office uh, agreed to it with uh, Debose and PJ Williams and everyone involved with him. Um, He'll have to uh, do some things in the community. He'll have to, um, you know, continue to uh, just do the right things um, off the field, especially uh, to be able to have this opportunity at SMU. Uh, I expect him to enroll in the spring at SMU at this point. This was the big hurdle that SMU was kind of waiting for when it came to P.J. P.J. Williams. Um, and now they get a chance to have him on campus. And when you look at what they're bringing in and P.J. Williams. Uh, I don't I don't think SMU's had a guy like him on the offensive line just from a pure pro- prospect um. Uh, perspective, Uh, seven foot wingspan, uh, really impressive combine scores when he was coming out of high school. He's from Dickinson, a really good uh, producer of talent, especially as of late. Uh, He's lean, but he has shown the ability that he's going to add on plenty of mass uh, to that upper body. Uh, He did that prior to his senior year, gaining 20 to 30 pounds. I think he's somebody that, even though he redshirted at Texas A&M, he's somebody that I think When he figures it out, and I think he's trending in the right way, he's somebody that if he doesn't start this year for SMU, and Hyron White's going to have a lot to say about that, the Missouri offensive line transfer at right tackle, he's going to be starting next year, and he's going to be starting for the next two years, maybe three, and he's going to be headed off uh, to have a nice pro career if he does all the things he needs to. This is a massive, massive land for SMU. Um, He's somebody that is oozing with potential, uh, he had a bad freshman year experience at college in college station uh didn't go well um more so off the field but uh this is a massive pickup uh they beat out Colorado they beat out hometown Houston uh and for those on the board as we were watching this uh, wondering how where SMU sat with PJ Williams I was told that he had his grant uh grant and aid or grant aid form signed weeks ago um, so he's been signed, uh, um, SMU just, and the SMU still hasn't announced him as a part of their class for what it's worth, um, but they did not want to announce him and then him not be able to go or or the diversion program didn't work out. So um, just from picking up a few things uh, I'd heard on, on my end of things, uh, he's somebody that wanted to be at SMU, so took that official visit to SMU, ends up taking one to Colorado to check out what Deion Sanders had to say goes to Houston with uh, some buddies and checks out the Cougs um, and then announces his commitment um, through his attorney. And I think that's the right, you know, it's kind of weird. It's different. Uh, but I will say this, it, it doesn't get you any you know backlash on his own social media. He's been doing all the right things. So, um, and it's been pretty positive. It's been, you know, uh, a couple of people say, wow, an attorney, but then you have a ton of people who are saying, uh, you know, go PJ, come on, get it done. I saw a couple of his teammates quote tweeted, um, my old t- my, my tweet about it so um a huge deal for smu to get pj williams you get pj williams on board again if he doesn't start this year which he has the talent to he has the pure talent to. but if he doesn't start this year he could very well start next he'll play a lot this year i think he'll be in that rotation especially at tackle he will probably be the third tackle is my guess behind hyron white and marcus bryant Um, Owen Condon is out the door. Joe Bissinger is out the door. I do think PJ could play a little inside if he gets that much bigger. Um, But uh, SMU is just getting kind of one of those freaky athletes uh, into the fold now as a part of its transfer hall. So those are the three transfer additions to SMU, huge ones, um, all at positions that you always want to upgrade if you're any college out there. So Kudos to the staff for getting those done. It wasn't all peachy uh, for SMU as uh, we did see a couple, uh, uh, one major target really stuck out to me. Um, He went another direction uh, and that was Jake Roberts, the North Texas uh, transfer uh, who is headed to play at Baylor. This one was... A bit of a surprise. Uh, Arkansas, SMU, and Baylor were all battling for them. That was the uh, order of the visits as well. Um, and I would say, um, you know, this is this is a big, 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 um, you know, deal for for SMU to get um, into that final three. But I, I would just say this this one caught them by by surprise. I think a little bit. You know, there was a lot of there was a lot of positivity coming off of his visit to SMU. It was a huge position of need. They've done extremely well uh, to get, um, you know, tight ends into the league as a late. Uh, and Rhett Lashley has been a part of that. Uh, it's not just, you know, when Sonny Dykes was here, it was when Rhett Lashley was here. Uh, they have a long run. Um, and and now you look at what they've, um, you know, got. They've got R.J. Maryland, who is terrific. They have Trip Reardon and Lonnie Johnson coming in as true freshman. Gage Haskin uh, just entered the transfer portal, and they need you know a Cam Allen, a Nolan Matthews Harris, um, maybe a Simon Gonzalez to step up. Uh, there's not much left that's that's there. Um, so this is a big position to need. This is one of those that really hurts, um, I think, just in terms of how much versatility there could be um, with Rhett Lashley's offense to have a second tight end that you could truly rely upon like Ben Redding emerged as, uh, as, uh, in, in this 2022 season, uh, they had RJ Maryland. He was awesome, but they need somebody that can play just a little bit more on the inline and be a, be a, um, uh, you know, responsible blocker. And that's just kind of the, the tough part of it. Um, and breaking news into the podcast, Jalen Davis Robinson has committed to SMU. Uh, There it is. Uh, We've been waiting on that one. Uh, I just saw it. I just got a text and I was wondering what is what is going on. Uh, And that is uh, it. So one second here, guys, as I uh, publish uh, this article, SMU getting Jalen Davis Robinson, the LSU cornerback, uh, into the fold right now, uh, live on the podcast. Who knows? We might be uh, might be hosting this uh, podcast within a few minutes after uh, this news is out there. What a big pickup for SMU. Jalen Davis Robinson, the LSU cornerback, uh, entered the portal after his freshman season in Baton Rouge. Uh, he was somebody that Brian Kelly talked up a lot. Uh, he is now headed to SMU. Uh, the Waxahatchee Texas native uh, is one of the fastest guys in quite honestly, the country. He holds uh, the record for, I believe, the 100 or the 200 meter at Waxahachie. One of the guys on that list right behind him, former SMU wide receiver, Algic Robinson. Um, This is a huge pickup for the Mustangs. I will say Scott Simons, Keenan Hall, uh, Ricky Hunley, all these guys had a huge part in smoke uh, ending up at SMU. Um, This is is a... uh, this is a big pickup. I mean, he's one of the fastest guys out there, um, and, and this is this is one of those pickups that really um, just completely uh, changes again the secondary. And I'm just trying to you know, put this uh, 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 article up online, so give me one moment here. But this is a, a big, big piece of news coming into the podcast right now. He was in Baton Rouge for just one year. Um, But he was talked up by Brian Kelly uh, multiple times uh, this year, Um, and and I think this is somebody that uh, really uh, will bring a lot long-term to SMU. So when you look at Jalen Davis Robinson, now that that's all out there, um, this is, this is a big one. This is, I, I, I'm as high on this, this pickup for SMU as, as anyone, um, Just restart that, guys. Uh, Jalen Davis Robinson, LSU transfer defensive back, jumps on board with the Mustangs here. This is uh, this is huge. Let me take you guys back to him as a recruit. Uh, Jalen Davis Robinson, somebody that uh, you know, I think late in the recruiting process really blew up, and Oregon came in, and LSU came in, and people were wondering. You know, where was he going to go? Was he going to end up uh, going all the way um, to Oregon, or was he going to end up just a little bit closer uh, to home and, um, you know, play for the Tigers, play, you know, what is really, from Waxahachie, probably seven hours away. So, I mean, this is a massive, massive pickup uh, for the Mustangs. Uh, They get uh, somebody that has verified speed, uh, that you can't really touch anywhere nationally. Uh, he is one of the fastest players uh, right away on SMU's team, if not the fastest. Um, you know, Again, clocking in that um, 10 meter time, 21 4, 3 200-meter. Um, he holds the record at Wax- Waxahachie in one of those categories. Uh, and I'll say this. You know, when he committed to LSU, uh, he went about it the right way. Um, You know, Oregon really, really, really thought they were going to get him. Um, But he and his family are just so awesome. Uh, Really, really good people. Um, I know that it was a tough decision for him. But when he went down to Baton Rouge, I think he got a little homesick. um, And now they're able to, um, you know, come back somewhere closer to home, uh, get a fresh start, get a new opportunity. And I think that's going to pay dividends for him. Uh, I think he's somebody that, after redshirting uh, as a freshman at LSU, he played in two games, um, but he was he was somebody that was on the up. Uh, Brian Kelly talked him up in a big way multiple times this season, uh, including uh, right before the bowl game. Uh, he said, "When you're looking at guys who will benefit from uh, being able to play in the bowl without hurting their eligibility." that's one of the guys that he mentioned was Jalen Davis Robinson. So um, a former, uh, I think he was just on the verge of being a four-star. He comes into the fold for, for SMU here. And, and it is somebody who's going to um, play a lot. Um, I think when you look at what he brings, he could play safety. He could play nickel. He could play corner. He could play all over because he has that speed. Um, So now we talked about earlier in the podcast, Jalen Davis Robinson, um, or we talked about earlier in the podcast, Rocket Rahimi and Chris Megginson Now I think you get what is probably the final piece of the puzzle in Jalen Davis Robinson, um, former Waxahachie standout. Scott Simons had a great relationship, uh, has a great relationship with his high school coach over there, um, and, and I think this is just one that made a ton of sense. Uh, being able to come back home and uh, get a fresh start, uh, I think this is this is the uh, a great fit. Uh, for Jalen and his family uh being able to uh to to get to um you know a place where um you know your your whole family can come and and watch you uh watch you play the rest of your college ball so uh, Jalen davis robinson a huge pickup for SMU here uh they get him on board and uh I think he's going to factor in right away uh, and and look he's got all four years um, to be able to um you know develop um, and, and, and take that coaching from Ricky Hundley um, and wherever he plays um, in the secondary, uh, that's what he's going to be able to do. And now that they have him on board, uh, they'll bring him in in the spring with the rest of the guys. Um, and, and that's just, that's critical. That's critical that he's going to get that time. Uh, he ended up, um, you know, I think being somebody that uh, wanted to uh, get back home, And it just makes a ton of sense. So um, breaking news in the podcast, Jalen Davis Robinson, I know I butchered a lot of it, but he is committed to SMU uh, and the Mustangs. Now um, I'm going to see if the transfer portal rankings will update. Uh, They have not yet uh, or hold on. They, they have not yet, but SMU sits right now, number two in the transfer portal rankings. And when Jalen Davis Robinson um, gets added in there officially, um, he'll be uh, you know, I think somebody that'll ultimately move them up uh in that transfer ranking. So um look, this is this is big news. So enough Jalen Davis Robinson talk really. I mean, he played in a couple games as a true freshman at LSU. He was red shirting. They had tons of veteran corners uh in the room, but he was talked up at length by Brian Kelly. Uh this is a big, big pickup for the Mustangs. So um the the future is bright. Um for SMU in the secondary Um, and and Jalen Davis Robinson is a, is a big, big piece uh, of that. So um, congratulations to him on uh, coming back home um, and always enjoyed uh, covering him when he was at LSU too. I mean, he he was awesome. Um, Really enjoyed getting to chat with him. So uh, SMU now uh, has, uh, I believe, 14 uh, transfer commitments to this class, not counting Josh left the punter. Haven't concern, uh, confirmed that he's a walk-on or a um, a scholarship guy yet, um, but he is the 14th uh, transfer in the class for SMU. So the secondary continues to be revamped. Uh, the latest name is now on board. Um, what's next for SMU? Classes start this week. All these guys are going to be on campus and, and enrolled in school. Um, they're still going to go after uh, some more defensive linemen and defensive ends, trying to get that pass rush. Uh, They're going to look for an offensive lineman. We've talked about Stanford offensive lineman, Drake Metcalf. I still think he's a strong possibility uh, to get into the boat. And then with Jake Roberts committing to Baylor, um, you now have um, Kane Barong uh, from um, Notre Dame. The former four-star is the only tight end they've offered who's still out there. Arkansas is heavily in the mix, a couple other programs. Uh, They'll try to get him in for a last minute uh, visit before classes start and see if they can't land him. But um, you know, he has not visited yet to my knowledge. So that's kind of where things stand. They still need a big wide receiver. They still got to see if they can get one in the boat at some point. Keyshawn Smith's very good, but they need an outside guy as well. Uh, And look, I mean, looking down the rest of the list, another linebacker. But what they've done in the transfer portal, pretty much every single one of these guys, Jalen Davis Robinson is the first one, um, I think, that has truly redshirted, well, outside of PJ Williams, it's truly redshirted um, and doesn't pop off as a former top 100 guy. What Jalen Davis Robinson pops off with is uh, that 100 meter time uh, and, and his size. He's ready to play um, for SMU now. So, a huge run of transfers for SMU, uh, fourth one uh, in the new year um, for the Mustangs. So uh, things continue to look bright for uh, Rhett Lashley and, and his staff. What they're doing uh, with the transfer portal is just unbelievable. So um, kudos to them. They've done a great job. Look, guys, I want to get you this podcast. I wanted to kind of recap some things on the transfer front. Um, Friday, I'm going to uh, get in and kind of start taking a look at um, you know, some some storylines to watch as we get into uh, into the spring. Start breaking down positions. I haven't decided which position I'm going to start with yet, um, but we're going to start doing some of those podcasts as well. We're going to get back to the mailba- mailbag. We're going to do a live show at some point. We got a lot of things to come in 2023. Um, so be sure to hit that subscribe button to ontheponyexpress.com. Hit that subscribe button to our YouTube channel. Um, our first, I think, breaking news live on the podcast. Jalen Davis Robinson commits. Um, We covered Chris Megason, covered Rocket Rahimi, PJ Williams, uh, and also a little bit on what's next for the Mustang. So hope you guys enjoyed this edition of the podcast. Sorry, it was a little choppy in the middle there with with Jalen jumping on board, but big, big news there uh, as he jumps into the fold. Um, Appreciate all you guys who have subscribed to the site. Thank you guys for listening. I will catch you guys with another edition of the podcast on Friday. Hope you guys are enjoying all the content on the signings that SMU has added as well on the site. Um, And we'll uh, keep it going, guys. Happy 2023 and thanks for listening.